VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Panini America is breaking new ground with exclusive NIL deals featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. They had Washington's Michael Penix Jr. How about J.J. McCarthy, the quarterback at Michigan, rising star Arch Manning at Texas. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net. New features coming out all the time. Brand new license with WWE that's now there at the Panini site. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Make sure you check out everything for the most popular trading cards with brands like Prism, Donruss, and more at PaniniAmerica.net or the Panini Direct app. Plus, discover Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest moments of the week. Visit PaniniAmerica.net today. The official trading cards and NFTs of The Dan Patrick Show. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Made it to a Friday. It's hour two. It's a meat Friday at that, in case you're living vicariously through us on our Traeger grills. We have the Yakitori Chicken Skewers Ribeyes Strawberry Shortcake. This is our Friday edition of the Masters Dinner that you had with uh, Hideki Matsuyama. Who has it better than we do? Nobody. That sounded a little overly enthusiastic there. Yeah, Paul. I like it better when we have harmony. We all have it on one pitch. Okay. Can we try it again? Todd. Me, 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 Who has it better than we do? Nobody. All right. Well done. I'll take the high part. You take the low part. (laughs) By the way, Peacock, the exclusive streaming home of Yellowstone. You can head to the ranch, stream all four seasons of the uh, record-breaking hit series. Go to PeacockTV.com. Sign up now. Poll question from hour one, Seton. Oh, boy, Dan. We went with uh, who are you rooting for to win the Masters, Tiger or the field? Okay. Not even close. 75% of the audience. Tiger. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Feel good story. 
It's a, it's a great story, a feel-good story. This is one of those, you're going to remember where you were if something like this happens. You remember where you were when he first won the Masters. Uh, Jack in 86. Like, there's certain moments, and this is all the sports, where you go, I remember where I was. In a lot of the cases, I was very fortunate to be at these events. When you're able to, when Jordan hits the shot against Utah, I'm there. Uh, Super Bowls, I'm there. Uh, so, got to see a lot of things. The Olympics, Michael Phelps or Usain Bolt, you get a chance to see that in person. Yeah, Paul. Let's say Tiger Woods finishes second in the Masters on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Would this be the worst sporting event ever to finish first in? Because you'll be forgotten. <laughs> like, let's say. Um, Webb Simpson, he's a very good golfer. He's a pretty, pretty well-known guy. Yeah. If Webb Simpson wins the Masters, I don't think, I'm pretty sure he has not, and Tiger finishes second, the story will be Tiger avoids finish second. Webb Simpson was your winner. What other sporting event do we remember the, the person or team that lost more than we do the team or person that won? Yes, Marv? Maybe Chris Webber's timeout against, uh, against North Carolina. I, I know that, but okay. most people might know okay. the timeout. All right. I, th- I think that's fair. Yes, Todd. Through Bill Buckner's legs, that jumps out to me. Well, no, the Mets. Yeah. No. Buckner was, the, Buckner was a big one. story, but we remember the Mets did win. It's not like, here's the one. The, the Red Sox beating the Cardinals. Nobody remembers the Cardinals were in the World Series after the Red Sox beat the Yankees. But if the Cardinals had won and be like, oh, you ruined a great story with the Red Sox there. Yes, Eaton. I'm sorry. I don't recall that instance. You don't, <laughs> you don't remember that, huh? No. Uh, yes, Paul. The, the year the Brady and the Patriots and Moss were not going for the undefeated season and the Giants took them down. I know it was a great game and all that stuff, but a lot of the lead there is they ruined the Patriots season. That's mm-hmm. how the Giants ruined the Patriots season, not the Giants won the Super Bowl. That's how that, if you look at the headlines. Do people remember when uh, Gordon Hayward had the shot, Butler, to win the national title? Like, they, they beat Duke, right? So you would think you would remember that because it was Duke. It was, oh, Butler nearly pulled off the upset in the national title game. Oh, oh let's see. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Tiger Woods after his round yesterday, and I mentioned this first hour, it almost felt like he had won because he got here, he played well, he's on the leaderboard, he heard the roars, everybody knows he's back, and I just felt that there was this, and I'm watching the round, I just thought, damn, he, he's playing with house money. In his mind, I've won. My goal was to get back and compete, and I've done that. Here is uh, Tiger after his round talking to Michael Eaves on ESPN. I felt good. The whole idea was to keep pushing, but keep recovering. And, you know, that's the hard part is, you know, each and every night to recover. And I've been doing that. I figured once adrenaline kicks in and we get fired up and I get into my my little world, um, I should be able to handle business. Can you play the other one, Marv? I was able to get into the red, got out of there and got to even par. Made two stupid mistakes at eight back to back. Loss of concentration a little bit there, but I fought back and, um, and for the day and to end up in the red, I'm right where I need to be. Mike Leaves, ESPN Sports Center anchor, and he's doing the interviews, live coverage of the Masters, and uh, got a chance to talk to Tiger after finishing his round. ESPN's live coverage, second round of the Masters, starts at 3 Eastern today as we bring in Michael Leaves, kind enough to join us. Michael, at what point do you start in your mind thinking of what questions you're going to ask Tiger when you get that opportunity? (laughs) 
You know, that's funny. Um, Mike McQuaid, who runs our golf coverage for ESPN, he is my uh, producer when I'm doing the interviews. And he hit me right before Tiger was coming in. He said, what do you think about asking him? I said, I've already had my questions two hours ago. I knew exactly what I was going to ask him. At least let me rephrase. I knew I was going to ask him the first question. And then based on his first answer, I was hoping my second question would still apply. But because we've known so much about him and this story, Dan, um, it was pretty obvious what we wanted to get out of him, right, was what it was like for him just being back there. And Tiger's always been guarded about his feelings. I tried to get him to to break that for us a little bit. You saw the look on his face when he's walking towards the first tee. I thought that was very um, interesting. And I wanted to get a take out of that. And then also it's like he always says, you know, playing golf with my friends is one thing. Tournament golf is something else. So, like, what was what did you learn in this tournament round that you couldn't learn about yourself or your game, for that matter, in those practice rounds? So I thought those two questions were – layups and I had them two hours ahead of time yeah and the thing you got to worry about with Tiger is he can shut you down with a yes or a no <laughs> right and, and you've yes. given all this thought to this great question and sometimes you know as an interviewer we get full of ourselves like damn that's a good question and he's gonna crush it and then all of a sudden he goes no or yes and you're like okay now you got to rally it almost feels like you get in a situation like that where you don't want the interview to end because you do have this magical moment and he's giving you things. It feels like he's actually talking to you, not sort of, you know, regurgitating something. Did you yeah, get that you know, sense? I did. Um, the, the last question I asked him um, was more about, you know, his body and how he feels and what he's going to be doing, to, you know, to get ready for round two today. And that's where he kind of shut me down a little bit with his little things like a lot of ice. You know, that was the answer. A lot of ice between the you know next 16 to 18 hours. But uh, what I got from him, Dan, even like the brief exchanges we had before we started that interview, um, I think he took more pride in being able to get here and actually play that first round than the score itself. Because what he went through, and I, I think because he's been so great for so long and he's overcome other injuries in the past and other embarrassing moments as well, that we take him for granted more than maybe any other athlete we have in our time because he continues to do it. Uh, there's a friend of mine that works at Yahoo. His name is Al Toby. He said, the thing with Tiger, there are no peaks. There are no bottoms. There's always more. And he keeps giving us more and we take it for granted. But for him personally, he knew what he went through to get back there to that opening tee shot on Thursday. And there was a lot of pride uh, that he carried with him as he walked off that 18th green. Do you know Tiger's going to come in? Yes. Yeah, th th there's a request process. Like, from our position, it's either he's going to come to me or go to Butler Cabin. And we knew early on that he's going to come to us and not do Butler. Because the thing is, if you remember, Cam Smith was in the group in front of him. And Cam Smith's round was so good, he went to Butler Cabin. So we knew we were getting Tiger. If you had one more question yesterday, what were you going to ask? Um, hmm. I've lost my train of thought because I'm already worried about what I'm going to ask him today. Quite honestly, <laughs> if, I get a, if I get a chance to talk to him, um, I, I don't. I don't think I didn't leave that interview thinking, "Damn, I should have asked him this," or "I wish I could have got one more thing out of him." Now, if if Seller Sly, who's the uh, producer for CBS, were giving me, you know, two more questions, I, I could have kept going on, but. I didn't really leave there thinking, damn, I wish I should ask him something But else. see, I liked the last answer. The last answer he gave you is that he's basically going to be using a lot of ice to you know, reduce the swelling. Yeah. He did it in a way that was respectful to you. What's going to be the, you know, the process over the next 18 hours? And he said a lot of ice. So he's, he's telling you the interview is over, 
But he yes. also, but but yes. he wants to. I mean, there's a science too when somebody says something to you, how they say it to you, and you can also tell in somebody's eyes, like um, this is this interview is going to end here. And I thought Tyler yeah, gave you a great answer. He did, and he's an expert at that. Quite yes. honestly, through the years, he's an expert. But what you don't, a lot of the fans at home watching, don't understand is in that interview area after me. He then had to do Cara Banks from the Golf Channel, but she's working for Sky Sports. And then when Cara was done, uh, Amanda Renner, former Amanda Balionis, had to do another interview with him oh. for the CBS Late Night Show. And then when he left our area, <laughs> he walked outside and talked to the media out there. Yeah. So he already knew what his um, requirements were. So he was like, all right, Eve, you got three. Let me move on to Cara. Right. So I wasn't like... Uh, Totally shocked. He he kind of shut it down on that last one. Well, good luck today, and uh, hopefully you got your your questions. You know, I'm going to be there watching, so I'm I'm I'll send you a t- <laughs> I'll send you a text afterwards. Hey, between you and Tom Rinaldi, who had this job before me, yeah, my I'll make sure my subject and verbs agree. All right, thank you, Michael. Good luck today. All right, Dan. Take care, brother. That's Michael Eves, ESPN Sports Center anchor, and uh, doing the interviews, live coverage of the Masters, ESPN's live coverage, second round. Later today, 3 Eastern. There's a science to interviewing certain athletes, and, and Tiger fits into that category because you're not quite sure how open he is going to be, how playful he is going to be. I remember I asked him uh, about playing around to golf with him, and then we talked about how much money. And I said, well, how much are we playing for? And he says, I think basically how much makes you nervous. And it's a great line. You know, so he, he would say that to probably anybody, whatever makes you nervous, let's play for that. Because you're playing for 100, not nervous. Playing for 1,000, you might be a little more nervous. But I, I love that response. It's like, whatever makes you nervous. Yes, Todd? Not necessarily intimidating, but over the years from your career interviewing athletes, coaches, et cetera, who was someone that you were a little nervous that may try to embarrass you or not give you what you were looking for? Um, I don't, I don't think you can have that mindset going into an interview. I just know I got to be ready for the next question after the question I just asked Tiger. I was always ready to reload because you got to listen to him. And then if he shuts me down, I got to have something ready to go. And he's caught me before where he'll, he'll give you a brief answer. And then I'm not ready to reload with him, but there are certain you know, uh, Bob Knight. Bob Knight was like that for a little while. Bill Parcells was like that. Belichick, I've only interviewed him on the podium after winning a Super Bowl. So that's not the same. But I'm uh, trying to think if there's anybody else that you kind of go, this might be a little tougher. But Tiger's, Tiger's right up there. Because I, I just don't, he never feels natural. Um, it's like when Russell Wilson came on. You know, Russ kind of comes on as Russell Wilson, go Hawks. And it feels like Russ is just trying to get through the interview and being polite. But when I realized that he was ready to talk, well, now we have something here. So I go in thinking, all right, can I chip away at something? Can I get something? And then sometimes you just take a, take a swing. You swing for the fences. And that's when I brought up the number of times he's been sacked each year. And then it just opened up the floodgates. Uh, Scotty Pippen, when Scotty Pippen was on, I'm like, I'm going to let him set the record straight 
that it seems like he call, he's calling Phil Jackson a racist. And I brought it up to him, and then I realized that he was calling Phil Jackson a racist. Now I know I have a different interview there. And he talked about Michael Jordan and Jordan staging things you know, during the last dance. Then you find you have something there, and how much do you exploit it? Like at, at some point, I felt bad for Scottie Pippen in that interview in the moment. And my goal was not to embarrass him. I, I, I wanted to help him clarify that he called Phil Jackson a racist. And then he was like, yeah. And I was like, okay. Now it feels like I can ask you anything. And he did, he did open up. But the, I don't want to take advantage of you. And there was a point where I thought I might be doing that. Yeah, Paul. One thing I remember about Tiger, in the early 2000s when he was the greatest golfer on earth and almost was always perfect, remember he would go into those press conferences? Let's say he had a round where he shot like a 73. Someone like a, a reporter, he didn't like being questioned about golf. That would make Tiger mad. Yeah. Hey, on the fourth hole, you used a three wood off the tee. What, was your, what would you have used? So I shouldn't use the three wood. Remember, Tiger would go back at people yeah. back in the day. Like, so I, I, what, what, what I, are you getting a caddy for me? You're, you want to tell me what to do? That was an interesting time. Yeah, and I had a moment with Bill Parcells one time. And he, you know, I'm just asking football questions. But I, I think at some point he said, uh, how, many, how many games have you coached? And I go, all right. You know, I got it. But you got to fight. You got to fight back. Because I always felt that they'll respect you if you fight back. You know, if you're going you're gonna to say something, you sit there and just let them go. And Russell Westbrook last week with the, uh, the writer for uh, the L.A. Times. You know, stand in there. Ask your question. Now, yeah, see what happens. Phone calls coming up. John Smoltz will stop by. We'll get his thoughts on uh, the new technology in Major League Baseball. Are we getting to the point where the modern technology with the catcher, with signaling what pitch, location, are we getting closer to robotic umpires? Because I think we are. John Smoltz joins us next, Dan Patrick Show. That was sort of a dramatic. Did you feel that? that was very that was compelling. Yeah, compelling stuff. I think we're getting close to robotic umpires. We'll talk to John Smoltz about that. All three. Yes. That's my robot. Kind of had a 60 minutes tease. You know, like oh, a, did it? this is going to change your life. So mm. you're going to stay through it. And what are you doing? Your Mike Krzyzewski thing there? You're, oh, that's like, yes. I, was, I, was, I, was, I was thinking of what the robot voice would be. That's a ball. Okay. Thank you, Todd. I'm Dan Patrick. I take M-Drive, supplement for driven guys who refuse to let age beat them. M-Drive, supplement for every guy, no matter how old you are. And it's the new New Year's resolution. Started in April, M-Drive Lean, backed by science, contains clinically tested blood orange extract that supports reduction in weight, waist size, and body mass. Quick and easy addition to your daily routine. Tastes way better than most protein powders. Had my smoothie today. Put a little scoop in there. M-Drive Lean. Go to mdrivedan.com. Get 20% off your first order. Promo code Dan. If you're not happy, after 60 days, you can get your money back guaranteed. I think you'll be happy. M-Drive supplements for guys who refuse to slow down, take care of your health, stay active. Don't let age beat you. Visit mdrivedan.com. Make sure you use the promo code Dan. That's mdrivedan.com, promo code Dan.
Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like... Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or... Shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Hey guys, it's Ray from the Bobby Bone Show here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Let's go! Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the hills to the trails all over. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating, up to eight passengers, yeah. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer, check out amazing national sales event deals on RAV4s, Highlanders, and more. Visit buyatoyota.com. That's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Tons of new t-shirts available in the store, danpatrick.com, including a few celebrating some of the greatest dynasties we've ever seen. Go to danpatrick.com. We'll get to uh, phone calls coming up. John Smoltz, Hall of Famer. He'll be on the call tomorrow. Red Sox, Yankees, 4 Eastern. That will be on Fox Sports 1. And John joins us on the program. John, tougher to play golf against, Tiger Woods or Michael Jordan? Well, they're both the same in the sense that um, their will to win and talk trash at the same time is second to none. I guess Larry Bird would be a throw him in there in the basketball world. But um, uh, tougher to play against Tiger Woods because he's 
almost impossible to beat. How many strokes do you get when you play against Tiger? How many do you get when you play against Jordan? So in the heyday of uh, me being in better shape and Tiger being the number one player of the world, we would have this fun little match where we'd have three different matches. He'd give me one aside in one match, two aside in the second match, and three aside in the third match. Now, he would win about 90% of the time in the one aside. I would win most of the time at three aside, and it always came down to the two aside. So I guess the two aside was the, was the match that would always come down to that last hole. And I would say that most of the times I had a seven to ten footer to either win the match or push the match, and he would chuckle and know that I was probably going to miss it, and I did. What kind of trash talk, though, are you getting? Oh, he's, I mean, I never would say, like, the common mistake everyone would make when we they play with Tiger the first time, they feel like, ah, you know, you got to mix and match, and you got to, you know, make yourself feel good by talking. You don't do that. You just, you zip it. You don't fire up a guy <laughs> who has the capability of pushing the pedal down. And um, <laughs> there, was, there was only one time that I... I found myself falling into that trap. I, my buddy uh, got a hole-in-one when we were playing with him, and the scorecard on the fivesome for the par three read 5-4-3-2-1. Those were the scores. So I took the ball out of, my, out of the hole that my buddy made the hole-in-one, and I picked it up, and I said, what's more believable when we get back home the fact that you got a hole-in-one or that you beat Tiger by four on one hole. <laughs> Tiger made the five. And he gave me a gesture and proceeded to go 12 under in the next <laughs> 22 holes. All I did was make that statement, and it lit a match, and it was like the wildest ride you've ever seen in your life to try to hang on. Of course, I didn't win that match because 12 under and 22 next holes is pretty tough to beat. I, so, would, but, I would think Jordan would be a better trash talker than Tiger. Oh, no doubt. I mean, no doubt, because that's not his sport, right? I mean, that's... Now, Jordan can, is a, can you do this, though? John, can you do baseball trash talking, making fun of Jordan's baseball career while you're playing golf against him? No, 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 no. See, I mean, (laughs) the resumes are so incredible that when I first played with, with Michael and he was still playing for the Bulls and I was just getting going for the Braves, okay, I, I didn't have a resume. There was nothing to kind of be proud of, especially when your team loses a hundred games every year. Well, on the last hole of the match we were playing at in Chicago, he's standing over a 30-footer. And he goes, this is no big deal. I mean, and he starts reciting his resume, six-time this, <laughs> four-time that. I mean, it was impressive just to hear if someone else was saying it, and he made the putt. <laughs> so now I've got a seven-footer to win the match, and I stand over the putt, and I've got nothing to say. I said, <laughs> losing record. We've like, you know, there was nowhere to go. <laughs> Luckily, I, I, I made the putt. But over the years, 
there's nobody that wills himself like a, that isn't a professional golfer than Michael Jordan, and he he will let you have it, and it is an absolute. Um, it's the it's the greatest grind of of playing a sport that's not your sport. Tigers, that's in a different atmosphere. I mean, for him to talk trash in golf is like, you know, I mean, anybody else just making a layup. So you just stay away from that. But Jordan famously loves to play for a lot of money. Jordan Jordan will, will play for anything. He just doesn't care what it is. He's just going to beat you. Well, what so, did you guys – did you play for money? Yeah, but it's insignificant compared to 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 what his ability to want to win. Like, if it's a dollar or it's a billion dollars, it's no different to to Michael Jordan. He he just wants to beat you, and that's the competitive drive that we all, when we were in our heyday in our own sport, love to be part of. Right. So when you're doing something else that you're not known for. Well, that same competitive drive kicks in, and you just you want to beat whoever you're playing. It doesn't matter. And that's what I, I'm telling you. I've never seen two individuals that were more driven, obviously, than those two in their capacity to just be dominant and, and, and love it. And, of course, you've seen it play out with, with Jordan's documentary and then obviously with, with – what Tiger's doing. It, you feel like, I felt like I didn't, there's, I mean, for the longest time, like, I don't belong in these groups. I don't belong in that sphere of, 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 of excellence. That's how, that's how incredible the aura is when you're around, when you're around those two guys. He's John Smoltz. John will be on the call, Red Sox-Yankees. That will be tomorrow, 4 Eastern on FS1. The uh, pitch com, the keypad for the catcher uh, feels to me like an overreaction to the sign stealing controversy your thoughts on if your catcher had a keypad and was signaling pitch and location to you on the mound I think there's more of an issue of trying to speed the game up than there is of that there's definitely the component of trying to eliminate that business of what we dealt with a years ago and I think that's fine so whatever moves the game faster, you know, you know the pitch clock's coming. But I'll tell you, it's interesting, and in the day that we're playing today, I would ha- rather have it reverse. Like, in our day, we were calling all the pitches. So it would be better if there was a way to do it in reverse and you tell the kit, pitcher, catcher what's coming, so then there's no, reason, there's no reason to shake off, right? Today, less guys call pitches, less guys are thinking about reaction to the hitter, what does the hitter's swing look like. They're more robotic with information, so it really encompasses around the catcher to try to guess or, or come up with a game plan that he and the pitcher can be locked in so that there isn't a lot of time wasted in shaking signs. But if you think about it, and you're the pitcher, and veteran guys probably call most of their games, you know what you're going to throw, so if you could give that signal, which we did in a variety of ways with with motions with the glove or different things that we coded so that you didn't have to give signs then nobody could steal anything okay wait a minute take take me back to when you're with the braves so you got maddox and glavin and you and you're you're calling the game not javi lopez or whoever was catching you so how do you how do you signal in fastball and the location so 
there, there would be ways to do it with your glove. There would be ways to do it with, for example, now the catcher still has to give the suggestion of what he thinks, but you're giving the answer. So if he gives fastball and you want curveball, you can wipe above your belt to add one. You could wipe below your belt to subtract one. There are different movements you can do, um, you know, from, but for the most part, back then, you just wanted to be together in your calling, and most of the times you were. And my point is, the pitcher knew what he was going to throw, so short of telling the catcher verbally, he had to still rely on signs, and then those signs, however you shook, most people just shook and waited for the next set of signs. But the problem back then, and the problem even, you know, the sequence of signs on the field you can steal if a catcher doesn't do a very good job. Matter, you know, the emphatic three down in the middle of four fingers sometimes gives it away or the way he sets up. So what this is going to do is at least eliminate all of that. You know, on the field, you're not going to be able to decode unless a pitcher tips or a catcher's stance dictates what kind of pitch is coming. When a catcher got wider, it's usually an off-speed pitcher pitch coming. When a catcher got narrow, of course, it'd be fat. So there's there's little tricks of the trade, but this is a good step in the way that will allow the game to move faster, and that's really the ultimate goal is to get the game moving faster so the sign sequence and the decoding doesn't take more time away from the action. We moving closer to uh, automated strike zone, John. Dan, I'm, I'm fearful we are, but I'm gonna I'm gonna put a little caveat in there that if if it comes into the game, they better be prepared to lower the strike zone, because what you see on TV, let's say, is I don't know, 98 percent accurate that the, the strike zone box that you see on your TV. So imagine the top of the strike zone at 98 miles an hour, a baseball in its diameter, of course, is going to be bigger than that thin line. If you pitch at the top of the strike zone with an automatic strike zone, the hitters have no chance. And then you throw in a curveball that comes to the top. I know it's two-dimensional and the technology is pretty good, but my fear would be everyone would think that would give the hitter an advantage because the strike zone would get smaller for the pitchers. In reality, it would be the opposite because the pitchers are going to realize, especially the ones that exist today, if I can throw the ball at the top of the strike zone with velocity and they're getting that call, it's over. So if you lower the strike zone, you give everybody a legitimate chance to handle the velocity that exists today, and the hitter can then, you know, it's more, it's down and it could be a little bit wider, but if it's taller, the electric strike zone would be so difficult to hit. So is it coming more than likely? But hopefully it comes with a lower strike zone that, that gives everybody a legitimate chance. And with a lower strike zone, by the way, you're going to have less walks, I believe, because when everyone's trying to throw the ball up to a spot that nobody can hit, guess what happens? Walks come into play, hit batsmen's, hits, batsmen's come, hit, hit batters come into play, and then the inevitable ball down the middle because the area of success is not great up there. It would help every aspect of what I just said. Great to talk to you. By the way, uh, John Smoltz led the league in blank category for three consecutive seasons. John, (laughs) can you guess the category you led the league for three consecutive seasons? Oh, 
I sure can. That would be the WP category. Yes, it would be. Wild pitches. Yes. Yeah, and I have the record for that will never be broken in All-Star Game history. I had three wild pitches in one inning. <laughs> now, in my defense, oh boy, I came in with the bases loaded. Darren Dalton was catching me, not familiar with my stuff. Two of them were not my fault. I know that's going to sound like a cop-out, but he came out and apologized twice. The third one was my fault. I, I cleared the bases. Those three runs <laughs> were charged to my teammate Steve Avery. <laughs> and I, had to, I didn't give up a run. And uh, that record, I think it can really only be tied. I, I don't think it will ever be broken. But I came in with the bases loaded. I left with nobody on base. <laughs> I didn't give up a run. <laughs> but, but I had three wild pitches. Well, congratulations, John. Uh, Thank you. Hey, great to talk to you. And uh, we'll be watching tomorrow Red Sox-Yankees at 4 Eastern on FS1. Thank you, John. You got it, Dan. That's John Smoltz. So, yeah, those are great ideas. Those are great thoughts. They really are. Love talking to John. Uh, a couple of phone calls in here. Uh, let's see. Mike in L.A. Hi, Mike. What's on your mind today? Hey, Dan. How you doing? Good, bud. If, uh, uh, by the way, Fritzy's the best. If uh, hmm. you, When talking about uh, winners and losers, um, I think we always remember Tyson losing more than Buster Douglas beating him. And, That's fair. And yep. shocking the world. Yep. And also the second one would be um, Carlton Fisk. Um, him willing that home run always, uh, always is remember. Oh, thank you for the phone call, Mike. That's a great call because then the Red Sox and and the Reds came back to play a game seven and the Reds won that. But when you think Carlton Fisk with that home run at Fenway, uh, stay fair, stay fair. They won that game, but, uh, lost the next night. Uh, let's see. Jr. in Arkansas. Hey, Jr. what's on your mind? Hey, I gotta commend the Riders. They've done a good job on today's show, like they've done in the past. But you know, there's some there's some things we got to work on, Dan. Um, we we've, we've got to get Paulie back going on this 30 seconds of soccer that he used to do. I really miss that. And, uh, uh, and also, no, no, gotta, Jr. It was five good seconds. And that was pushing it. Yeah, it was five good seconds of soccer. Maybe, maybe we can go 30. But we also we got to get some new people doing doing some limericks and stats of the day. You know, I like Ryan and Andrew, but maybe they could ride us some new guys. Um, but, you know, I do have to commend them on, on Seaman's larger role. He, I really do like Seaman's larger role in the show. It's really, really good. All right. Well, thank you, JR. Yeah. America's sweetheart. An American treasure, Seton O'Connor. Yeah, national treasure, America's sweetheart. Uh, we can keep stacking them on. Yeah. Pretty impressive. Yeah, Paul. Nothing tells the tale of our callers more than complimenting Seaton while calling him Seaman yeah. on national radio. Yeah. That's somebody who gets the show right there. Yes, yes, they do. That's somebody who gets the show. Yes, they do. Well done, Seaman. And as many times as I would tell my mom, that's not his name, she would still say, how's Seaman? I go, it's Seaton, Mom. Whatever. And I go, okay. <laughs> and then you wanted to follow up by saying, no, it's not whatever, Mom. That's his name. Well, and then I go, okay, never. And then conveniently, you seem to forget what my real name was, too. I know. I know. <laughs> I probably hit semen. It is, it is a funny thing about this place where all of a sudden I'm just as comfortable answering to the names Patrick, Seton, or Seaman interchangeably. It really doesn't matter. And I think at the Christmas party one year, I said, to, we were in a group of people, and I go, 
Hey, Seaman, you want to, whatever it was, like a beer. Like people were like, I think you just called and see. There was one time we had in the New York man cave, we had like the vice president of a huge sponsor at the time coming in. And there were all this that brought in a dozen people. Right. Yeah. They're going through and they're talking. It's like, oh, yeah, we're going to free up. We're going to close this deal and blah, blah, blah. It's all this important stuff. And you're like, hey, Seaman, what was that thing we did last year? And I could see the dude just do like a double take. Like, what? Yeah. And had I answered without a beat, I don't even know if I registered necessarily that you called me semen in front of all these people. But it was just like, oh, yeah, no big deal. Let's take a break. More phone calls coming up back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Hey guys, it's Ray from the Bobby Bone Show here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Let's go! Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the hills to the trails all over. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating, up to eight passengers, yeah. 
And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out amazing national sales event deals on RAV4s, Highlanders, and more. Visit buyatoyota.com. That's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Fritzy goes, hey, can we celebrate my half birthday? Not celebrate, but you have this nice strawberry cake and there's nothing on it. It's not like happy anniversary, happy birthday. It is usually you take, you know, a certain color icing and there's a message, just a plain. But this it's begging for a message at the top of that nice cake. I know, but this is just it's not meant to be celebrating anything in particular. I thought you'd remember that I'm going to be 52 and a half on Sunday. That would have been nice. Say happy 52 and a half birthday. You know, <laughs> like at what point, I know it sounds silly, but to me, it's important. OK, but at what point do you stop going? Never. Hey, I'm. Two and a half. Never. Because each year you get older, it's a bigger accomplishment that you're still on the planet. So I think you should embrace the fractions of birthdays as you get older. But right, right. most people do embrace the yearly thing. See, the older I get, the, the less focus I have on my birthday. I don't want to draw attention to it. But you should embrace it. It's like, I'm still here. I'm, you know, and I got the energy. I got the M drive. And, you know, I feel like I'm 20, but I'm whatever the age is. It's like you're, you're doing good. You're bouncing around the, the studio here. God bless you. But I know, but you say you're 52 and a half. I don't think growing up. I feel up, kind of like 63 dude. and seven eighths sometimes when I get out of bed. Chris in Sacramento. Hi, Chris. What's on your mind today? Uh, hi, Dan. Good morning. Thanks for taking my phone call. Yep. So in the beginning of the year, basketball year, I predicted that the Sacramento Kings would go to the playoffs and made a pie to the face bet with McLovin. Yep. And he's not there no more, so I don't know what type of pie to the face to use, nor do I have social media to post it on social media. So I was wondering how would I like post it to y'all? Would I email it to you or whatever? Just, so I was just trying to figure it out. Just have somebody uh, shoot it with their phone, Chris, and then you send it to Tyler or Mario, and then uh, we'll we'll put it up on the website. Okay. And then pick whatever pie you want. And you can't go wrong with blueberry. Don't do lemon meringue because that, that may burn a little bit. But uh, blueberry would be good. Hard to keep track of all these bets. Uh, by the way, if you take part in a bet with a uh, pie to the face, then uh, we send you a pie slamma jamma T-shirt there. Very nice. Dale in Kentucky. Hi, Dale. What's on your mind today? Hey, Dan. Uh, eight and three quarters, 205. All right. I've got a stat of the day if I could get the original uh, odorous music. Okay. Since the official world golf rankings were created in 1986, only eight golfers ranked outside the top 100 have won a major championship. John Daly, the first in 1991. Phil Mickelson, the last in last year's PGA. Tiger Woods is currently ranked 973rd. Ranked 973rd. Or 970. Uh, Tiger's good buddy, Noda Begay, works for the Golf Channel. He'll join us uh, from Augusta coming up uh, next hour. I'm going to guess Noda was with Tiger last night at some point after the round, maybe at Tiger's home. And 
I don't know if he was there in the ice bath with Tiger, <laughs> but we'll ask Noda. You know, they were college teammates, and they've been friends, lifelong friends there. Uh, more phone calls, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at show. Eddie and Milford. Hi, Eddie. What's on your mind? Hey, guys. Uh, 510-175. Just wanted to uh, give the last time I ever stole something. I know it's an old segment, but I, ha- I got to get it off my chest. So about 15 years ago, I was in Virginia with a buddy of mine. We just came out of a bar after playing some pool and feeling a little saucy. We walk into the garage. Uh, there's a Honda Civic there. I decide to break into the car and take the CD case out the back of the uh, seat. I get to my car to open the CD case. It's a holy Bible. And now I have to now I have to break back into the car to put it back and and then it's the last time I ever bought uh, stole anything ever in my life. I like that. I like it, Eddie. It's called repenting. Well done. Thank you. You steal something and you realize it's a Bible. <laughs> There's a certain type of incense. Whenever I smell it, it always reminds me of going to church. Yep. And I hated going to church because when we were growing up, you went to church every single morning before you went to school. Wow. Every single morning. And, I, you, you know, you never I didn't know why I was going to church. You know, I'm first grader and you're just walking in there and you're sitting around and you see all these haunting things. And it's dark and stained glass. And, it, it, you know, it, it was just sort of like, wow, this is you know, Harry Potter world where you the wonderment. And I never, I'd just be like, you got to go to church every day. If you don't, and then I'd be like, all right. And then they would have those high masses, and then they'd have the incense. Every time I smell that, it's like, feel like I'm in trouble or going to get in trouble. Uh, what are we going to do? Final hour of the poll question there, Seton. Well, Dan, the one that we have up there uh, for the second hour has been actually a lot of fun. We had, would you rather be a Hall of Fame golfer or mm. pitcher mm. based off of, of course, John Smoltz? Okay. Do you want to guess what's winning right now, pitcher or golfer? Um, I'll say pitcher. Yes, 52% of the vote. It's very close, very close. And Marvin's got to go to a high school reunion and uh, wanted our advice, but I don't know what advice to give you. If Is your wife going with you? I think she is. I'm pretty sure. She didn't, come, you, to me. She didn't come with me to the 10-year uh, But reunion, do you but- want her to go? Sure, why not? Oh, okay. All right. I asked my wife. I only went once to a high school reunion. But, and I, she goes, no, you go. Because I didn't want to go to her high school reunion. Yeah, Marv. Oh, yeah, I don't care about going to her high school reunion. And neither does she. But And it's weird because the people that I see, I want to see. Like on a regular basis, like yeah. friends I went to high school with. So I'm not sure if I'm really trying to see... You know, Rand, I had 2,400 kids in my at my high school. I don't remember all you guys like that. Yeah. You guys remember me, of course, but not, of course. not of course. the other way around. Yeah. Marvin the Prince. Yeah, Paul. You ever find it weird that, like, uh, some people never come to high school reunions? Like, people you knew real well or people did well for themselves, they, don't, they still never show up. I, they don't like opening up the scrapbook. Like, they just don't look back. I've skipped every single one. Do you think you've been missed? Mm, not really. <laughs> well, you are America's sweetheart. You're now national- they'd probably miss me. Now you're a national treasure. Final hour in this meet Friday coming up. 
One more item. We close out hour two. The new Rogue ST Fairway Woods were on display yesterday in Augusta, and they can be in your bag. Callaway, their longest fairway woods ever, up to 10 yards longer. The term game-changing technology gets thrown around a lot, but 10 extra yards? That is game-changing. And it all stems from the new AI design. It's called Jailbreak ST with Batwing technology. The design pushes the weight to the perimeter of the club head, which stiffens the face, so you get that combination of speed and stability. Best part, Callaway's game-changing technology comes in three Rogue ST models. You got the Max, and that's for most players. Uh, neutral ball flight. Uh, the Max D, that's engineered for high launch. And if you draw the ball, Max LS, Callaway's lowest spinning model. Neutral ball flight, that's for the better player. The Rogue ST family, if you really want to change your game, go Rogue. Rogue ST Fairway Woods. Check them out at CallawayGolf.com slash Go Rogue. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Embrace a new year with a new style of whiskey, Keeper's Heart Irish American Whiskey. Crafted by a legendary Irish distiller, a unique blend of smooth Irish whiskey, bold American whiskey that has garnered over 130 awards in just two short years. Whether crafting St. Patty's Day cocktails or finding the perfect gift for the occasions like Mother's Day, Keeper's Heart, perfect choice. Personalize a label for free on their website. Use the code DAN24 for $10 off your order at KeepersHeartWhiskey.com. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places.